I'm Chris Campbell, and welcome back to Meet the Maker, the podcast where we highlight the makers behind the great products that Atalanta imports. Today, we'll be speaking with Over Younger of Amberland USA. We're going to be taking a look at some of their really innovative cheese products for both food service and retail. And Marissa DeMeo is with us again today, too, so it's a really good conversation. I'm looking forward to it. But before we get started, please follow, like, share, hit that bell, whatever you need to do in order to get updates on your platform of choice. We post our podcasts on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud, so subscribe today so you don't miss another episode. So with that all out of the way, welcome back to the show, Marissa. For those who are new to the show, can you introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. I'm Marissa DeMeo. I am the Vice President of Marketing at Atalanta Corporation, and I am delighted to have on the podcast today... Ofer Younger from Amalander, also known as Amalander USA, right here from South Florida. Yes, sunny South Florida. Nice to meet you. Good thing. Thank you guys for having me. Um, it's excellent, excellent to be here. And uh, I look forward to sharing a great story with you guys. Yeah, we're really looking forward to that. Before we dive in, could you give us a little bit about your own background to kind of give us an idea of how you came to start working with Amalander USA? Ooh, I've been in many different in many different careers in my life. Um, but, uh, my background in general has been in, uh, marketing and advertising, uh, spent a lot of time in digital agencies, um, and then joined Amerland America about five years ago, uh, starting in marketing and really moving towards operations and managing, you know, the, the U S sales office, uh, where we're responsible for the entire hemisphere, Canada down to Chile. All right, perfect. So let's open up with a little bit of a conversation about the company itself and the products that you guys make. So let's talk about Amerlander a little bit. What can you tell us about the company? So Amerlander actually has been around since 1885. We have been producing cheese in the northern region of Germany called the Amerland region, uh, which is where our name comes from. Um, we started off with a handful of family farmers. And today we have close to, I want to say, 2,000 family farmers um, many of who have been in the co-op since the beginning. So we're talking about farms that have been around for over 100 years, families, children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, all the way through that, you know, still work with us to this day. Um, and we produce uh, a family of semi-hard cheeses. So our Swiss is our, you know, flagship item. Um, and then we have a Gouda, Edom, Havarti, Tilsit, Fontina, Grandamer, which is our Gruyere, um, as well as many different formats of those cheeses. So I'd love to talk about all these different cheese products, but before we jump into that, I think something that's really interesting about the company is the fact that it's a cooperative, and we see that in the United States a little bit, but I'd like you to just talk about that a little bit more, and maybe some of the family kind of aspects that come naturally with that uh, that co-op, and also you know some of those family farmers you were talking about there. It's one of the themes we see with Meet the Maker all the time, is a lot of the partners with Atalanta have these strong family ties, so I'd like to talk about that a little bit. Huge, yeah. It's, it's a huge part of our story, right? It's... It's yes, we are a German company. We produce a, an enormous amount of product, but we try to stay humble and stay true to our family roots. Um, so when we talk about two thousand family farmers, the farms are small. You know, there's no there's no thousand cow farms stuff like that. Everything's very close. Um, all of our farmers are within eighty kilometers of our facility, so our milk doesn't have to travel far. People are with us all the time and they, the, the, our farmers live within our region. We don't, we, 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 even when it comes to family, um, we function within the region so that everybody knows each other. It's really a small town feel, but when you see our facility, you realize that we can produce, you know, we can meet the needs of multiple different markets. 
And, and I think something else that's really important to know is all of our farms are a little bit different um, and there's different varieties. So some of our farmers are pastures, some of our farmers are more organic growing, uh, some of them use conventional agriculture. It really depends. We don't dictate, you know, how they have to raise the, the cows. Um, just the milk is obviously processed differently. We do also do some fresh milk uh, in Germany. Um, and we have both, you know, regular pasteurized product as well as even, you know, pasture fed. So we do differentiate in that aspect. But all of our farmers do always agree to not use hormones and to not use antibiotics or any of that stuff so that it all stays natural. So, Marissa, I'd like to turn it over to you for a second here. From the Atlanta perspective, when you look for a company and you find someone like Amerlander, how important is that family connection? How important is that kind of freedom they have to be making these products? Seems to me like in a very authentic way. I think that's kind of what we're hearing here. So how important is that from the Atlanta side? It's very important. I mean, Atlanta has been building long uh, withstanding relationships with their partners for over 77 years. our relationships are everything to us. So therefore we like to partner with suppliers who also value a relationship with those farmers. So that authenticity piece that you talked about, Chris, is probably at at the core of who we are. I definitely see it come up over and over again on this show. And I think that authentic product is probably what we're going to focus on next. So Ofer, I'd like to talk a little bit about the cheese products that Amerlander America is bringing into the country here. And I think we could start with Swiss. You know, one of the calls we had before this, you know, you said that was kind of, for lack of a better word, bread and butter over there. So can we talk about that product a little bit and we'll kind of jump from there? Yes, for sure. Um, Like we said, Swiss is our mainstay. Um, We produce... I, I can't tell you the exact volume amount, but it is the number one seller um, across all of the markets that we service here from Maryland America, and, uh, as well as globally. Um, and we produce it in multiple formats. Um, it is in my, in, in everybody I've given it to has always told me, this is my favorite Swiss. And I think the reason for that is we create a delicate Swiss, something that it's a lot of Swisses are very overpowering. This is a delicate Swiss. It doesn't, it, you can still taste it, but it doesn't overtake whatever sandwich or whatever product you're using it on or, or, in, or recipe it's in. Um, we produce it in both a, a four by six format, which is, you know, we do well here in South Florida since we're based down here uh, on the Cuban sandwiches. It's, you know, the number one item that everybody, you know, pulls for the Cuban sandwiches because it fits exactly on the bread the right way. Um, and then we also do a sandwich cut which is a standard kind of, you know, deli loaf. Um, and we're working and we do, we offer it in pre-sliced as well. So it comes ready to go. So we're seeing that as the market changes, that Swiss has really become the versatile workhorse of our, of our company. And what about some other products you're working on? I know you said you had a couple of others that are either recently released or you're working on releasing at this point. So can you talk about those two? For sure. So our other, our other items, you know, all the semi-hard cheeses, depending on where, we are, we see different movements in them. So um, Gouda, I'd, I'd say is probably our number two cheese. We produce beautiful Gouda. Um, we're seeing a lot of growth in our Fontina because people are using it on pizzas. People are using it in different um, recipes that are not a standard, you know, slice it, put it on a, on a sandwich kind of thing. Uh, so we're seeing a lot of manufacturers move towards that or even blending it um, for their, for the, for really the pizza chains has been huge. Our Grand Dammer, so we sell a Grand Dammer, which is basically kind of a Gruyere, but it's our version of Gruyere, um, and it's doing excellent in shreds and in slices, um, and we also do it in blocks for manufacturers. I guess I could follow up here with a question. So 
you know, in my experience, these seem a little bit fancier than typical prepared deli cheese products. That's kind of the impression I'm getting here. And I think that also works with the authenticity part. But, you know, I guess what I'm wondering is what kind of consumer trends are you seeing here? You talked a little bit about them being very popular on Cuban sandwiches down in, near you in Miami. What other consumer trends are you seeing that are showing that people are looking for this kind of maybe elevated cheese experience compared to what they might be used to in like a supermarket or, you know, wherever else they're going? For sure. That's, that's an excellent question. Um, we're definitely seeing a lot of growth in the craft business, meaning in the craft burgers, um, in sports bars, in places where they're looking for something a little more more flavorful. Um, there's a growth we see, at least in the U.S., of gastro-oriented sports bars um, where there's a lot more flavor. You know, They're really focused on the food, and that's where we're seeing a nice uptick in, in sales um, because our product performs melts beautifully because the fat content is very, very nice. So it's not like a plastic piece of cheese. It melts beautifully on whatever you put it on. Um, and it's consistent. So if you're going to put it in a recipe, you know that it's going to perform the same way over and over and over again. And I think that's uh, because of the beauty. You know, our facility produces produces a product, I would like to say, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. We run, you know, so we're, we are a big organization that produces a lot of product 100% to order. We don't carry any inventory, so the products everyone receives are always fresh, um, which is, I think, one of our big, you know, selling points. There's not, it's not a product that's been sitting, you know, in a warehouse and on a truck for six months. It's you, you ordered it, and then we made it, and then you got it. Um, uh, and that really has helped people develop menu items around them that they know can be consistent every single time. Um, that's why we've seen growth in manufacturers using it, um, stuff like that. So over when you were talking about the trend in gastro influence with like burger spots, can you um, elaborate a little bit that you're seeing that trend? Is it, you know, mostly among the independent restaurant owners? Uh, is there a regional focus? No, I actually that's that's a, I think that it's it started out in the independents. Right. They were the first ones to really come in there because they, they're nimble and try. But we are seeing that growth even happen in chain accounts. And we're getting inquiries from chain uh, sports bar uh, organizations and even new ones that are starting up now that are starting to develop their menus um, that are, you know, slated to have 10, 15, 20 locations across the country. Um, obviously, we see it growing in a lot of metropolis, you know, metropolitan areas, Miami, New York, L.A., those places, but not just there. Things are starting to work its way into the center. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of changes, especially in the U.S. over the past two years, with people moving and migrating around. Um, and I think they're taking their tastes and their flavors with them from wherever they are. And that's why we're kind of seeing that growth happen across the country. And I kind of like to follow up with you, too, Marissa, just from that consumer demographics part. What is Atlanta seeing for these kinds of like authentic higher end cheese products? Are you seeing a lot of demand on your side, too? What the ask is not only on retail, but in food service for what's new, what's exciting, what's on trend anything that's unique and authentic and has a story that typically lends itself to retail, whereas quality lends itself to food service, you know, they, and, and it, with the pandemic, I would say with food service as well, anything we could do labor savings. And that's where Amelander with the pre-sliced product that they have of 2.2 pounds of these, the Swiss, um, the Fontina that helps all of these food service accounts because they have lost a ton of labor. So anything that can help them back of house is greatly appreciated. So quality, labor savings, I would say, are the two trends on the food service side, whereas that premium authentic story really lends itself to our retail customers. All right, so let's take those two 
conversation ideas and we'll kind of run from there. Let's go into food service a little bit more. And I know that there's plenty of food service opportunities from this conversation and stuff we've talked about earlier, but can we talk about how those loaves and slices really work well in a restaurant setting? You were talking about how it fits on the bread perfectly. Can you kind of explain this for someone that may be a little bit, you know, unfamiliar with how the, uh, the restaurant industry works there? For sure. Um, so our pre-sliced, like like Marissa said, yes, we're seeing a major growth. We first started seeing that growth on the west coast of the country, and now it's moving its way through um, because every single package has exactly the same amount of slices. Each one's exactly the same weight. Um, so they're constant. And it saves, I guess, it's it's labor. Everybody's having you know a hard time finding people, finding people for the front of the house, finding people for the back of the house. We are in an interesting market right now. Um, so like she said, whatever we can do to save that for people, we have. And... Um, what's a nice thing about uh, Amerlander on the food service side is if there's an opportunity, even for an item, let's say that is a specialty, but there's a forecast because a chain needs it because they're putting it in their in their menu, then we have custom made items in the past two years that specifically meet a menu item need um, and reach as long as there is a goal, you know, a, a, a volume goal. You know, we can't make a box as beautiful as that would be. But uh, it, we've done a lot of custom for people. I'm just wondering, you know, someone that's listening to the show right now, they want to try out one of your products. Are they available anywhere that you could uh, kind of point them to over any restaurants currently that they could go visit and get an opportunity to try the product? For sure. Um, we're in thousands of places across the across the, uh, the country. But specifically, if there's anybody who wants to try, if they're out on the West Coast, they could try out Boudin's. Uh, we do all their Havarti for the, the Havarti and their sandwiches. Um, down here in South Florida, we're now launching into the Pollo Tropical chain. Um, which is putting our Gouda on a new sandwich that they're developing. So we're in, I think I'd say 50% of their stores right now. Um, Sandwich is a mainstay in Miami. So if anybody's in the Miami market and has been to Sandwich, you have had Amerlander Swiss for sure. Um, great, great place to check out. If you want a crazy good, authentic Cuban sandwich, that is the place to be. Um, and then in general, even on the on the retail side, you can find us at Sprouts. You can find us at HEB. You can find us at Restaurant Depot if you're on the food service side. Um, we are in many of those in the, of those locations, so just about any outlet you can find. All right. So one of the things we also spoke about a little bit earlier here was just the fact that you have the capability to create custom formats of the products that you make. So I'd like you to kind of jump into that a little bit more. You know, most people probably hear this and think private label, but I think there's a little bit more to the story. So can you give us a little bit of background there? For sure. Um, so we, because we are the manufacturer, um, and because we have um, access to a slew of different cheeses, we can create custom formats, meaning even custom sizes um, of slices or custom weight of slices um, or custom packaging in order to meet the needs of, let's say, a chain that's developing something. And we, we recently did this for a sandwich chain, uh, which I can't share their name currently, but you will be able to see it very soon, um, where we developed a nice um, smaller slice that is about, I think it's about two, two, two inches by four inches so that it'll fit nicely on their little small sandwiches. Um, and that was something that we worked together with them. We developed the flavor profile. We developed the, the, the thickness of the slice so that it tastes properly. And now that's a product that's running um, specifically for them. So we really want to work with uh, any, any end user um, who has a need that we could help develop and become a partner with. That's what we're looking for. 
And I think that segues well into a little bit more of a talk about partnership here. So obviously we have Amberlander teaming up with Atalanta. Uh, I'd like to just talk a little bit more about the relationship there. And maybe Marissa, you could speak to a little bit. What's it like working with Amberlander USA and, and over and, you know, especially with this lens that we're looking at with this customability, you know, how valuable is that in a partner to have? So Amelander and, and the relationship that we have with this company and the people behind the company, because that's really the most important driver here. They are one of our um, most important strategic, strategic partners. In addition to that, our relationship with them uh, personally it goes even beyond business. You know, we, we have a, a very good rapport with everyone at Amelander and it's and it pays off when you're working together on business objectives because you really are in it together the whole way through. And whether our customers come to us and say, we need that customization piece on the packaging or a customization on a product, it's an open conversation and we are collectively trying to come up with solutions together. And that's like the most valuable um, asset that you can have. So we're very grateful for our partnership. And how about you, Ofer? Anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah, I think that's what makes it fun. The uh, the open conversation, the, the partnership, the joining together, uh, we push each other to make the product better, to make to make our customers happier, to service the market as needed. Um, and because we have that open relationship, you know, Marissa is a friend at, at, at this point and, and the team at Atalanta, are, we're friends. Um, and we work very, very closely together to really meet any need that comes. Um, I think I think the biggest uh, saying, you know, uh, here in the office is, you know, make it happen, right? What do we need to do to make it happen for somebody, for, for anybody? And we'll do everything we can to, to make that work. I love that. I love that quote. And I'll probably pull it for this episode and put it somewhere, but make it happen. I love it. Um, so yeah, I guess the last thing I really want to talk about now, you know, we're closing to the end of the winter, at least up here in New Jersey, where I'm at. I know you're both in Florida right now, where it's probably sunny and warm, but we're getting to the end there. So I'm taking a look right now, just towards the rest of 2022. What's on the horizon? What are we doing for the rest of the year with Amerlander? It's a big question. But 2022 is an interesting time right now. Um, we do have new products we're working on and developing different formats. Um, we definitely, I think, uh, want to start moving. We've done a lot of great work with Atalanta in the food service space. We're it's grown tremendously. And I think now is the time for us to really enter um, full force into the retail market and really start telling our story there, um, you know, about who our farmers are, uh, and what we do and why, you know, people should care about our cheese and try it. And I think that that's really our trajectory for this you know, year. Um, we're like everybody else, keeping an eye on what's going on in the market when it comes to, you know, supply chain and logistics and, and all that other fun stuff that I'm sure people have spoken about before me. Um, and uh, so we hope that things get stable and continue stable, but we will continue telling our story. And over, I think to add on to that, just because you're talking about continuing to tell your story, I think that you will see in uh, the next several months that we are developing more of a social presence for, for Amelander here in the U.S. We are going to start working together. This is that partnership and the fun piece for me, some influencer marketing to support that food service business, and then eventually on the retail side as well. So that is uh, some other fun and exciting stuff from the world of marketing as far as the overlap there. <laughs> 
anybody that's listening to the show, if they want to learn a little bit more about Amerlander America, where should they go? Anyone who wants to check out the website can go to amerlandamerica.com, um, which is more geared towards food service, um, but talks a lot about our products and our sustainability. And then if you want to focus more on the product, uh, the listeners can tune into or, or tap into the Atalanta social handles and the Atalanta website. Also off of the Atalanta website, you could visit our virtual showroom that looks like a European village. There is a German storefront there that is dedicated to the Amalander product. So you can download sell sheets and also see some of the fun videos that have been created and posted on that storefront. Um, and I think that's it from product and corporate end on Amalander. All right, perfect. And of course, you can take a look in the description of this episode and you'll be able to find the links directly there. So I just want to close out the conversation by thanking both of our guests today. Really informative stuff. And I'm really looking forward to see what happens for the rest of the year with all these different cheese products. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, that brings us to the end of this episode of Meet the Maker. Once again, take a look at the description of this episode to find some of the links we were talking about earlier so you can learn a little bit more about Amerland USA and those products that Atalanta imports. So that'll do it for us this time. Thanks again for listening. This is Chris Campbell, signing off. Mm-hmm.